Jessica Quaz. And I'm the other host, Joe Harper. And here we take movies that upon first viewing were divisive, really good, really bad. Uh, and we see how it's kind of held up second time around, if it's worth it, worth keeping it around or not. So that's what we're doing here. We love movies. And so let's talk about those movies. Yes. And this episode, we are going to be talking about Man of Steel. Woo! This is the movie that kicked off the DCEU. It, and yeah, the beginning of the end of the DCEU movies. Yep. <laughs> That's a fun way of phrasing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This came off right off of the heels of the Dark Knight franchise. And Marvel was getting its start with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America building a big old universe. And it looks like DC was trying to do the same thing. And so this was the start of their universe, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Superman. Oh, yes. Superman. Man of Steel himself. Mm -hmm. Um, I am excited to talk about it. I have my Man of Steel eyes, which if you're listening uh, you can go check us out on Instagram, uh, maybe find us on YouTube at Second Chance Theater, and you can get the the visual appeal of my Man of Steel eyes. Um, it's just something fun I'm doing to keep myself sane while still quarantined, um, to do like a, like an eye makeup theme for each movie we talk about. I don't wear makeup because uh, <laughs> I'm naturally beautiful, but um, yeah, uh, maybe I'll start wearing makeup one day. Who knows? Fun. It's fun. I make up if, you know, I just enjoy it. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be doing it. But, you know, I I like, I like my little blue and red swoop, you know, for Man of Steel himself. Letting my quarantine beard grow. Yeah, you're doing that. So you are, you add some visual component to the mix as well. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, we're going to go about the summary of the Man of Steel. Um, IMDb describes it as an alien child is evacuated from his dying world and sent to Earth to live among humans. His peace is threatened when other survivors of his home planet invade Earth. Now, Jessica, was that is that how you would describe Man of Steel to somebody? Um, like for someone who of? has no idea what Man of Steel is, how would you describe this movie to them? So I would summarize it for someone who who just doesn't know what Man of Steel is uh, as Superman. Um, you know him. We all know him. Uh, How he, does someone not know who that guy is? I think I mean, he's worldwide known. Exactly. I think we don't need to to hide the fact that this is Superman. I think we can just easily say it. We're, we know we know him. We know him. It's just, okay, so I would describe it as a different take on Superman um, and in it, we're gonna go over his childhood and how he had to 
find a good balance of like being an alien while also like hiding in the real world. And sometimes that doesn't work out well for him. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's, I think there's roughly about three superheroes. You can name them. And I think everyone universally knows. I know who that is. Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. And we, we know their origins. We get it. So this is essentially this origin of Superman. Earth's first encounter with Superman while doing backstory of who he was as a child to grow into who he is. That's good too. I think uh, just saying Superman instead of alien baby, like let's just, we don't need to beat around the bush here. It's An Superman. alien child. An alien child. He, but he looks human. And when I hear the word alien, I think of like a fun, goofy monster. Yeah. So it's, I don't think Superman when I hear alien child, like I, yeah, like a little green baby situation is what I think of. So just saying, you know, Superman technically, yeah, an alien. Um, it's him. It's him. He's Man of Steel. He's, he's just from a different planet. And we get to see that planet. We do. Is, yeah. So we get to see that planet, its destruction and what led Superman to come to Earth and, you know, the people that may have followed him. There we go. So let's talk about um, Man of Steel, the movie itself, a little bit more. So What's going on here? Itself, um, we, we got director Zack Snyder, who I believe at the time was known primarily for 300. Yep. Big um, movie. Since then, I think Watchmen and uh, some of the DC movies. No. Um, He's definitely got a unique style that is divided. I feel like a lot of viewers either love it or hate it, uh, which would probably why this movie got some flack when it came out. Um, it was written by, by David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan. Both, I think, contributed to the Dark Knight trilogy, which was widely successful. Everyone loved those. Um, starring Henry Cavill as Clark Kent Superman. Um, can I just say real quick that I, you know what, whatever you have to say about this movie, I think Henry Cavill is actually a very good choice for Superman. I like him. I think he's, you know, one, I think he looks the part. He's yeah. just like a, he looks like a farm boy who grew up in the Midwest uh, he's super like bulky and just like just manly and yeah I, I can't think of anyone else who could do the look as good right and I think it was also a smart choice to kind of take a page from the Marvel playbook and cast someone who wasn't really widely known um, so that we could easily think of him as Superman while watching this movie um, of course he's become more of a household name now uh but before this we didn't really know at least i didn't i didn't know who he was and you're right he has the look of being the clark kent farm boy but then also being able to switch into like chiseled superman um so yeah i do i just think he was a really really good choice i think the biggest thing to his name when that came out was the tutors and oh, okay. that was a show i never watched it but yeah mm. that's i think that's probably the biggest credit to his name prior to Man of Steel. And now we all know him as Man of Steel. He's in The Witcher. Um, and and he uh, builds computers. 
And he builds computers. Yeah, that's what Reddit knows him for. <laughs> um, and uh, one of my personal favorites now is Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, yeah, he is really good in that. I just, the one whole shot with him just boom, boom, cocking his <laughs> arms. I just think, oh man, Superman's just going to beat the shit out of you, buddy. <laughs> no, nah, you're done. Don't even try and fight this guy. Um, Amy Adams is also in the movie as Lois Lane, a reporter. She's trying to get the scoop on Superman. Amy's very well established at this point. So I feel like, um, unlike Henry Cavill, who kind of just blends into Superman, she's she sticks out for me. I think she's had a lot of work in like TV, like small parts, all like just bit parts everywhere. Um, she had a few starring roles, uh, the Oscar nomination in Junebug um the wedding date my parents love that movie um is that with deborah messing no you're thinking of the is it the wedding date it is the wedding date with deborah messing yeah i'm thinking of a whole thing i'm i'm thinking of leap year that's the one my parents love with amy adams oh my god they just won't stop talking about that there's there's a few movies that they'll watch they're very limited with their choices leap year is one of the like 10 movies they like okay I can't explain their thought process. Um, but she's in quite a bit of things. Talladega Nights. She pops up in the office. We, we know her. She's been nominated for lots of Oscars. It's fun to see her as Lois Lane. And as our main villain of the movie, Michael Shannon is General Zod. And Love him. Michael, Michael's Shannon's one of my, I think, our. I could say our. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our personal favorites. He just every time he's on the screen, it's just something different. Just brings this energy. And I feel that's definitely happens in this movie. Uh as a war general from uh Krypton that wants to make Krypton better. He wants yeah. to uh reestablish Krypton that's dying. And, but he just is pretty violent or aggressive in his manner. So I just want to say real quick that I, yeah, like you said, Michael Shannon is one of my absolute favorite actors. And I feel like he isn't like, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves a lot of the time. So when I tell people I love Michael Shannon, usually the response is, who's Michael Shannon? Oh. And this, since this is his biggest role, I say, you know, the guy who played General Zod in Man of Steel and they're like yeah that's your favorite actor I'm like look at his track record <laughs> now that you know who he is go see what he's done and he's done so much and every time he's just like yeah like you said giving something new giving some weird take on something um it's just god he's so great but yeah and, this is probably his biggest role and before this he was nominated for Revolutionary Road for Best hmm. Supporting Actor so I think that's one of the things that led into this um uh, unfortunately, he has a very small bit in Jonah Hex, uh, another DC comic movie that is. Um, I don't really ever want us to talk about it because I don't want to watch that ever again. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, since then he's been in a lot of things. Most recently, Knives Out. Um, yeah, all around so fun. Um, as Superman's earth parents we have diane lane and kevin costner as his space father alien father we have russell crowe 
And that kind of rounds out our big cast of um, the movie. Excuse me, I have to say something for my Law and Order SVU stands out there. Christopher Maloney pops up as Colonel Hardy. And like, yeah, it's a smaller role, but I love him. So I was pumped. I was jazzed about it. He needs uh, yeah, I know who Christopher Maloney is. I just, I don't think I've seen an episode of Law and Order. I'm one of the great people in the world who's never seen an episode. Oh, it's so good. I, it's so good. I, There's a reason it's been going for 20 plus years. It's, it's, that's true. I'm just not into the procedural shows. Okay. Well, it's the best of the bunch and he's wonderful. So I just wanted to, I, I could, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that he's in this. I think we all really know Christopher Maloney's like best role was Freak Show in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Very true. As gross as it is. <laughs> The production budget of this movie was roughly about $225 million, and worldwide it received $668 million. So it definitely doubled what it was worth to make. So good job, movie. Successfully in the sense of um, money. Yeah, I mean, it definitely made a return. So that's, I mean, and that, like, it, like we said, it's sort of the start of the DCEU. So how that performed mattered where we were going to go from here. So good job, Man of Steel, killing it. When did you first see it? Before we get into our second time viewing it, when was your first time? I had to have seen it in theaters. Uh, anytime there's a big superhero movie of a superhero I'm well familiar with, boom, I go see it. And I think especially off of, you know, all the Batman movies that just got released, I was excited to see a new version of uh, Superman because uh, the Superman Returns, it was in like the mid 2000s. Yeah, that was pretty lame in my eyes. Um, and so I was hoping for something better. I'm still I'm always hoping for new, better stuff. And I just remember being blown away, like visually um, by the movie. I, I like Snyder's um just style of how he makes movies so and i thought it was a fun interesting take uh on the origin of superman with incredible action sequences so i remember the first time i watched it i did not see it in theaters um i don't know what sparked it but i was just like at home and could finally watch it and i was like oh i I heard this sucked, but I, I, same, I like Zack Snyder's style. You um, still go in knowing, that's eh, probably gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, it might suck, but uh, like I said, I like Zack Snyder. I liked Sucker Punch, which is another movie of his that a lot of people that's did. A fun I like, I liked it. So I thought it might be the same, like not everyone likes it, but maybe I will. So yeah, I gave it a shot. And yeah, I remember thinking like, okay, this isn't that bad. I think people need to calm down. So the first time around, I didn't hate it. I didn't like, it wasn't my favorite movie, but I do remember thinking like, okay, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not as awful as people are making it out to be. Um, so let's see what other people said their first time around watching it. Let's get into some reviews, baby. All right. I love hearing reviews. I do too. I love reviews because it's like a weird time capsule for a movie where we get to go back and see what the reception was, what were people thinking? Did they love it? Did they hate it? Was it not enough sex like Phantom Menace? Um, 
So that is always going to be the standout review of our show. There's no way there's going to be a better review than someone complaining there wasn't enough sex in Phantom Menace. That's true. Maybe we'll find one, but for now, that takes the cake. Um, we'll 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 update you if we find a better one. That's for sure. <laughs> so let's start off with one of the negative reviews. One of the many negative reviews. Rafa Guzman at Newsday said. Cavill broods handsomely as Superman, but this reboot skimps on fun and romance. Not enough sex in Superman. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right there. I don't think there was a need for romance in this movie. No, we didn't. It's not required of movies to give us romance, and I mean, there like there was a relationship, so I don't know what we don't. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I'll disagree, but we'll get into that about Lois's uh, relationship with Superman in this particular movie. Okay, so continuing on, Snyder provides an elegantly illuminated <laughs> retelling of the origin story of that most saintly of superheroes, Superman. That comes from Dana Stevens at Slate. She loved it. She thought it was a magnum opus of Snyder's. Couldn't get enough. Uh, Peter Travers for Rolling Stone said, Man of Steel is a bumpy ride for sure, but there's no way to stay blind to its wonders. It's pretty wonderful. It, I mean, he's got a, he's got a point. Um, and then... There, my... There's like a spectacular like feel throughout the whole thing. Kind of like an uplifting, like, super feel. A super feel for a superhero, yeah. I don't disagree. Um, and then probably my favorite review, um, because it's it's very, take what you will of this, Stephen Ray at the Philadelphia Inquirer said, Man of Steel is just the same old, same old. Oh, disagree. I think it's a <laughs> nice fresh breath of air from like older, older superhero movies we've gotten. I just like the, uh, the lack of an actual criticism for it just was like i don't know this is the same old same old you know what i'm saying whatever superheroes say yeah. things uh whatever <laughs> i mean you could say that about like you know a rom-com oh they fell in love oh same old same old same old same old you War know movie. how it goes Evil plot. oh same old same old <laughs> yeah a, bi- but... a biopic oh they told some guy's story again same old same old <laughs> turns out there's a lot of movies that are same old same old but they might be good in that box of same old same old i mean a formula stick to the formula guys (laughs) if it works it works if it ain't broke don't fix it i mean this this is a good point marvel knows what's up anyway (laughs) um whoa shots fired (laughs) i need a little button every time you just put dc in its place when you compliment marvel <laughs> DC, by the way marvel's getting their shit together <laughs> i mean is it a dig if it's the truth i just want to say dc if you're listening do better you you have all the pieces to your puzzle and somehow you drop the ball Ugh. i and just I need to say it if you're listening, DC, I want to say if you want to be a sponsor for the show, we'll we'll take the Warner Brothers money. We're not going to say no to that. You know? <laughs> we want you to do better. We want you to do better because you guys got some really cool things going on here. We um, believe in you. We just have just been disappointed because we know you could be better. So speaking of 
feelings towards a DC movie. Um, let's talk about our second chance that we gave Man of Steel, our second viewing, how it went, what our opinions were, what we liked, what we didn't like. Let's get into the second chance of it all. So let's talk was about this Man of Steel. Your second viewing of this, this movie. This was actually my literal second viewing of this movie. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, like I said, I watched it around the time it came out, but like after it was in theaters, so around that time frame. Um, and remembered again thinking like this isn't that bad but also at the same time I didn't think I want to watch this movie again um, so yeah it's been since it around first came out this was my very second chance uh, I mean I own it on blu-ray I'm sure I watched it right as I bought it the first week it came out um, again that was probably my second time I've seen it a handful of times I don't think I've seen it in since maybe Batman vs Superman came out. Okay, so it's been a while still. It's been a while for me. I haven't seen it in a while because we've had quite a long year of Marvel movies coming out and I've had my time occupied with them. We've also had DC movies and I've been watching those. Uh, I just wanted to get some more shots because... Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy. It's so easy. It's, really it's low-hanging fruit and I'm, I apologize everyone. I'll stop doing that. Oh, it's inappropriate. <laughs> um... Yeah, so like I, this time around, I was very interested to see if my opinion would have changed uh, since it had been a while. And like I said, this the other time I was like, that's not that bad. I was curious if it if it changed at all, if it, if it held up, if I liked it more, liked it less. So this time around, one thing that really felt stronger to me uh, than the, the first time was the non-linear timeline of the movie. Um, so we have this, this origin story of Superman. It starts off, like the movie starts at his birth. So it is like origin, like we are starting from the top. Um, and then after that, after he is sent off uh, to earth by his dying parents, um, we see him like as an adult and then- Well, his parents aren't dying. The whole planet's dying. The planet is dying. So he's there, therefore dying. There. It's all dying. It's all bad. It's all really bad. Um, and then so when he gets to Earth, uh, the next thing we see is him in, as an adult. And then we kind of follow that, but get big flashbacks to when he was younger, when he was like learning uh, how to uh, be an alien baby in, in, on Earth. Um, and yeah like it's hard for me because I like the idea of tweaking with the linear storyline that we usually see with superheroes um I think it's a fresh idea because we all we all see the origin stories that are just cut and dry beginning to yeah first like up. 20 minutes of a movie is I get my superpower mm -hmm. uh like a radioactive animal bit me like oh no now I'm super strong I can do something so yeah, or like a, a relative that's important passes away and now I have the obligation to do something. Um, and so I think, yeah, it was nice, fresh, fresh in my eyes of a nonlinear uh, storytelling. I think it's fun pulling back and it wasn't in a way where what he's doing right now, the flashback is, this is what, why he's doing that. Yeah, I do think, though, that there were times, because I really liked uh, seeing him grow up, which is, like, maybe that's because I used to watch Smallville. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, 
I especially like the casting of Diane Lane and Kevin Costner feels really wonderful for them. Like it just feels like these are two good people that would take in an alien baby. I like these people. I want to spend some time with them. Um, and I am interested in like the idea of this alien being trying to fit in but coming off as like this anxious weirdo you know I like that idea so but there were times when it was we were in a flashback and it was almost like hard for me to be fully invested in it because I knew that we would be exiting the scene and going back to the main story and then when we were in the main story it was like I found myself wanting to go back to a flashback because I liked that part of it so like Yes, I like the idea of nonlinear, but for me personally, it was hard to kind of connect with each scene. Um, even though they did relate to each other, it was like, oh, well, I want to go back to this. But when we're in this, we're about to get out of it again. So like for me, um, it was it was hard. It was like a hard structure for me to like really be immersed in. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy seeing Clark kind of like, or he hasn't really developed his, I guess sometimes he develops his abilities, but more so he is put in circumstances where he, he's in a school bus, it falls off a bridge, and all those kids are about to drown, and he makes a choice, I'm going to save them, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he's told by his father, no, 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 never use your powers, because if you use your powers, the entire world will know who you are, and they're going to judge you, and life will not be great once they know who you are. And even with that fatherly advice, he doesn't care. And I love that we see the character develop of, you know what, I don't care. I'm a good person. I'm going to save these people. Even if it puts my life at risk and puts my family at risk, I need to save these people. And I like that we do see bits and moments of that. And we also see how it um, how that changes some even like the minor characters. Like there's a bully that picks on him, but because he notices that Clark saved them from drowning, later on when bullies are picking on Clark, our original bully reaches out and like picks him up off the ground. Like, hey man, like, you know, to help him out. I think moments like that uh, are just sincere, genuine, and just kindness of humans to other humans yeah i i really like that as well i like that uh in his youth is when we get like the very like humanistic part of this whole story where yeah not only uh, him learning this but like how that affects other people around him and if they do think he's a freak or if they like him you know i will say though okay so i gotta be honest i don't know a ton about superman's origin i i know the basics like we all know and again i watch smallville um but <laughs> uh, is that your basis for all your superman knowledge no no i did i've seen a couple superman movies in my day don't get me wrong but okay i also, don't have to preface it every time. Um, by the <laughs> way, I watched Smallville, and all my knowledge is from this. Guys, um, I've seen Smallville. I just, okay, but I so I want to say that like while I know the basics of uh, Superman's origin, um, it's not like with Batman. We all fucking know that Martha <laughs> and uh, Mister Wayne got shot. We all know it because we've seen it at least five times. But like. Do you know if, like, in comics or in other movies, like, how Superman's 
dad, uh, Jonathan Kent, the man who raised him, dies? Is it always in that tornado? Um, I don't know. Okay, you know, I don't either. There's, there's too many comics. I'm sure there's a lot of origins. Uh, I don't know if that's specific to it. He may even be alive in some of the comics. Um, I don't think Superman's parents being alive or dead really affects the elements of Superman. I think just the way he was raised by them is what's the important meat and potatoes of what made Superman. Uh, I do yeah. like this where they were very, in this particular movie, they're very encouraging of he wants to know who he is. And you know what? Uh, you know, Kevin Costner takes him into the bar and is like, this is the spaceship we found you in and gives him as much information as he knows. And, you know, good luck, son. I wish we could tell you more. And, you know, then we get to see, I don't know what, I assume he's early 20s. Uh, that's kind of where our movie starts off after a big uh, Krypton blowing up is Superman on the search. Um, uh, you know, to the, I guess, giant spaceship he knows about that has landed so he can talk to Ghost Dad, Ghost Krypton Dad. Yeah, so, like, I have, I do have some some problems with this in that, like, I, I agree that the way he was raised is what really matters to who he becomes as a, a superhero, mm -hmm. but I also think, like, his father's death, Jonathan Kent's death, uh, was a learning lesson because at some point he even says, like, I had to let my dad die to hide my secret, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, is the secret worth hiding anymore? Um, but at the yeah. same time, like the way uh, Jonathan Kent died really annoys me because it seems like this could be a really easy fix and he didn't have to die this way. Um, yeah. You know, like he he's he runs back to a car to save a dog in a tornado, which like part of me is like, yeah, go save that dog. That's your dog. Like I would do the same thing. But then at the same time, like Clark Kent, Superman is not all that far away from him to run over and just like act like a really fast human yeah <laughs> and he could be just like lucky and strong and like hey you just didn't pick us up but i'm weighed to the ground right like there's so because there's a long moment of the tornadoes coming towards uh jonathan and he lurks at clark and he's like no son don't save me and but clark's like i want to i love you i want to save you and it's like that whole time a normal human probably could have ran and picked his dad up and and came back so it's like that I needed to feel like there's no other option. Like Jonathan is dying right now. We can't save him. I don't know what that would be. Like, I don't know what that moment would be. But yeah, for me, it, was, it almost like I, it annoyed me. It was like, well, he could he could save his dad and still like not be outed as an alien. Like, I don't know, whatever. Um, that, that moment tugs at my heart every time I see it. Him, oh, yeah. Him just raising his hand like, don't. I know. You can't show anyone. And then i'm like oh yes he could let him fly to you but i don't think he knew how to fly yet with the linear timeline i think we because i think halfway through um my wife and i were just like can he fly like what why is he not he learns to eventually fly but because it's out of sequence it's hard to figure out when that beep pinpoint was right yeah at least when that. You originally but i i i know it's the at least tornado happens before he learns to fly yes so i mean that's another thing where like the non-linear kind of does get a little like wait where are we at what you know but like 
Um, yeah, for me, I think his the death would have been more impactful if there was more of a situation where, like, because I, I mean, I, I also get very sad when, when Jonathan's like, don't save me. Like, he literally sacrifices himself so his son could have a great life. And, like, I, there's something very beautiful and emotional about that. So, like, I like that idea. Of course, I don't want him to ever die, but he, you know, whatever. Um, which is why I was wondering, like, does he always die like this? Because if that's a personal gripe that I have, like, okay, well, that's what they were working with. But I think there could have been another way where it was just like, no, they, there wasn't a choice. Like, he couldn't have even just ran over to his dad. I don't know what that moment is, but like, yeah. And then speaking of fathers, um, Russell Crowe's character as, as Jor-El? Alien dad? Jor-El, I believe, is his name. Jor-El. Um, I think Russell Crowe is a really good choice to be this sort of like uh, bigger than life father, you know, um, but I think I, all three of it, well, technically four, but the three main parents we focus on are just excellent choices. Yeah, no, truly. Like, I think um, big name, seasoned mm -hmm. actors, they just carry like, they just they help you know yeah they're really likable like they really are people that i'd want to have in my life like i think they're wonderful um oh fun fact uh actually originally gal gadot was supposed to play superman's alien mother but she became pregnant and had to drop out oh. she was showing which was like well she did just give birth so she would whatever um <laughs> that so, was literally all that character did right. was give just give birth and then explode on the planet yeah so she still could have done it but hey it worked out in the end because now we have her as wonder woman but yeah now, I found we, that can't, out. we can't use you we're gonna have a pregnant scene and as a pregnant woman we can't have that <laughs> just doesn't make sense doesn't work. what are we what are we thinking what are we doing here gal yeah i think uh men still think women don't have a belly after like right as soon as the baby comes it's just like whoop <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoop, i don't know if you, as as a uh, as someone who has watch smallville i can tell you that once you give birth you're flat bellied again yeah that's what that's yeah that was mm -hmm. a plot point um but okay so one thing i will say is i like i like this journey we go on with him where uh even though we've seen it before with superman stuff like him coming becoming an adult and trying to like learn the secrets of his where does he come from like what is a spaceship what's up with this but I do think that we learn things like almost a little too soon. Like he meets his his uh, dad, who's like a projected version of his father on an alien. Biological dad. Biological dad. Um, very soon in the movie. And so when they meet, I don't feel like, oh, this was a really big deal. Like he's been wondering like who this person is. Um, I don't like, I don't know, maybe just seeing more of like, uh, his younger self or seeing him as an adult like really trying to figure out like who is he it it comes way too easily to him as well like he is at a bar and he overhears someone well, being like yes yeah, alien shit right and then he goes there and there's dad so it's like it may just seem easy because of this non-linear timeline yeah whereas he probably was searching for years and doing some investigative journalism not being a journalist but then eventually he'll become a journalist. But yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that's like where it is again, where it's like, I like the idea of a linear timeline, but then also at times it doesn't work for me. Okay. Unfortunately. I like jazzing it up, just back and forth. Give me some of this, slow it down with old past, speed it back up with action stuff in the present. Let's do it. I like, I do commend it. I think it's cool. I do think it's a good idea, but yeah, there was just, and it's, I mean, it's worked before in movies. It's not like it's like a telltale sign that you can't have your story be told in a certain way but like for this I personally struggled in really investing in learning who Clark was and and relating to Clark and then being able to relate to him as Superman like understanding the full journey um so yeah I don't know like at times it was like I don't really like how did we how do we get here this feels unearned like it just happened um and it does sort of at times feel like we are just rushing through this origin and these flashbacks just like getting through it so that we can get into the action so okay um so that's an issue i do have one of the things i really enjoy about this movie is seeing superman or just a superhero do good things saving people Mm -hmm. i think you know, when I see that, I think that's one of the things we like about superheroes is that they go above and beyond to help everyone. Uh, Whereas it's the um, case where um, the school bus uh, almost drowns all the kids, or even at the beginning when he's riding in a helicopter trying to learn about, or I think he's riding in a boat uh, because he's on his way to like learn about his family and his origins. But then he hears that a rig is on fire and you know what? All those guys are going to burn. There's no way to save them. He just, he doesn't even think twice about it. and mm-hmm. takes off. And I, I just like, I mean, I think that's why we like watching superhero movies to see them do something super and saving people. And I think this movie gives us a lot of those, a lot of moments of him helping people out. Yeah, I agree. It is really nice to see because also, um, Superman has while he's learned his powers throughout his life he's always sort of had them so we're when we hang out with with him he's born with them so when he's we're with him in his 20s like he already knows certain things he can do or not do whereas like Spider-Man just like he gets bit and he gets powers and he's like what the hell so Superman's able to use the powers he knows he has to help people and I think that that is exciting to see so one thing I noticed about, I guess, this rewatch, maybe I was paying attention and I didn't pay attention the last time. I think that's wrong. Um, he okay. doesn't always have the the reason. Uh, so he, he doesn't just have those powers. Um, the reason he's more powerful is because he's on Earth and not Krypton. Right at the beginning of the movie, we're on Krypton and Krypton's blowing up. Uh, Jor-El jumps in uh, off something to go land on a flying creature and the wife is like why doesn't he just fly can't they all fly and I thought yeah why don't they fly and I think they mention in the movie that there's an element uh, or maybe it's later in the movie probably I think Zod mentions it Um, I didn't write notes for this movie Um, (laughs) but uh, Zod Someone, I'm not gonna say someone mentions that the properties of Earth are a bit different, and so that's why I think Earth is a little bit like lighter for them, and so that's why Superman learns to like, oh, I can fly. Oh my goodness, look at me fly! Like he discovers he can do those 
I guess he always had the ability. He just didn't realize it. And then if he was on Krypton, they couldn't fly. Um, they're not like super invincible strong, uh, but it's just the elements of Earth. Because he's on Earth, he can do all those things. Now, if he goes to space to a different planet, I don't know if this Man of Steel Superman is able to keep flying on other planets or if it's just Earth, he can do that. Okay, so yes. I... So we don't ever get to explore that, so who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, so like that, that's like you said, we don't get to learn that, but that is like an interesting uh, position that he has that like here he is like a god, but elsewhere he's nothing. But that's um, kind of what I like about the filmmakers, the writer. They decided, like, hey, this is the Superman we're creating. Um, we've got elements that we can pull from, from comics, other movies. But it doesn't necessarily have to be what you knew. Like, you know, just because he did something, Superman did something in a previous iteration, a comic, doesn't mean he has to always do that. Because if they recreated the movie the same way as every comic, it would be no surprise. Why would you want to go see that? Mm -hmm. Just take what's yeah. What I like is take what is what we love about Superman: the fact that he's the farm boy who is trying to hide his identity, or he's the alien hiding his identity as the farm boy, as the journalist, and still wants to do the good and help everyone, even though I, he yeah. has the power to destroy everything. He still wants to be kind. That's the essence of Superman. As long as we have that, I don't really care what outfit he has. I don't really care what look he has. Let him do his thing. So um, another thing that I really like, and this is kind of superficial, but it is something I found myself very much enjoying, was the fighting and um, just like the, the exciting and the engaging fight sequences he has. So yes, we see him doing really wonderful things and helping people out. And that's real. I, I like those moments as well. But when Zod comes around and he's got a fight, he's got some really cool moments that are just, I don't know, really exciting to watch. Like holding Zod and just continuously punching him through the cornfield and then through buildings. Yeah, I really liked the... This, this fight scene that took place in his hometown um, mm. where it's just this small, tiny town. What's his hometown name? Smallville. Smallville! Which is, I don't know if you know this, it's a show I used to watch. What? So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, you know who Superman is. That's how I know who Superman is, yeah. Okay. That's how I knew how to do my eye makeup. Was oh, Smallville. Smallville. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Which I I only think I watched like the first three seasons and I, that show was on for like ever so I didn't really watch all of Smallville but when it was on I I was like oh my god <laughs> I watched Smallville um, I was I was coerced into watching uh, episodes here and there and it was against my will but uh, whatever it was okay I think it was more exciting when you know you're a middle school girl and it's like because that's I when unfortunately never got to be a middle school girl so <laughs> i can't check that off the bucket list anymore no so you don't understand uh what it's like to see tom welling as superman when you're uh not a girl not yet a woman you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying okay <laughs> um anyway <laughs> anyway uh but i like this like this this big sort of sequence with 
uh, Superman versus Zod versus uh, Zod's minions versus the United States Army, like just um, sort of this big scope of a fight scene that's happening in this small town. And this um, is where they still don't think Superman, they don't know what to think of Superman. Right. And he's, they're kind of like, you know, attack all of them. Yeah, so, um, oh, I guess. Get, well, they sorry. get, at least the army, that's the first time the army gets to see, oh, this uh, boy in blue is actually helping and aiding us. So anytime these uh, scare or these aliens in the black armor are trying to attack and blow things up, this one in blue is always shielding us and carrying us out of the way. Yeah, so that's a really good point. I mean, that fight scene is is really cool and exciting to watch, but it does also, uh, yeah, have an effect on Superman's reputation, if we will, if we can trust him or not. Um, so I, I think feel that, like time cool. and time again, he proves himself. Like, guys um i don't know how you can't keep not believing me i'm i keep saving everyone i've got it like this is again maybe this is why uh pop, <laughs> papa superman should have been like um you know what? actually show your powers let everyone know that how great you are right that you're cool and you're nice and yeah and you can that, do really oh great you're things. always helping everyone <laughs> we we could use it actually this would well, be really yeah. This would really help right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and and on that note, I do want to. Okay, I want to get. I want to say something that I didn't like too much. Okay. Um, what What did you not like about this? So, speaking of like when he comes into being Superman, the first time we see him, uh, sort of coming out to the world, the Superman, if you will. Um, is when Zod, Zod comes in, he invades Earth, uh, and that he's- that creepy telemessage? That part I love, I love that. I love the creepy telemessage. He takes over all the TV screens and just keeps saying, you are not alone. And then is like, hey, there's been an alien on your planet and I want him. So unfortunately with, so when watching this with the wife, this was her first time watching it. Um, I still have that Blu-ray. I have it in the, the PlayStation. And that moment, I don't know why it happened. It started stalling because it's a disc. And I was like, what? No, this is pretty important. I, I think this is going to be pretty important. And just it just skips ahead like 30 seconds. And then the speech is over. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I turned, I turned off the PlayStation. And I was like, nope. Let's go streaming. I have to go to HBO Max to because I have to watch this uninterrupted. This can't happen again. So the Blu-ray is retired. <laughs> you know, retired. That's really unfortunate that she had that part interrupted because I think that might be the coolest part of the whole movie, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, you just think like it's Michael dope. Shannon. You just I like do. Michael Shit. But I it do. is really creepy. And man, Zod, I think Zod is. We're going to pull a Marvel reference. Very similar in the sense of Thanos. He's a mm. villain mm -hmm. I don't necessarily hate mm -hmm. um, because he he's doing things. He's justified, at least he thinks he's justified in his um, mission. His yeah. mission is restore Krypton. Um, planet's dying. Planet blew up. 
and all I want to do is make sure it we keep the lineages of our Kryptonians going. Um, he's pretty violent about it and aggressive. Uh, first thing he does that we see him in the flashback is gun down one of the High Lord, you know, political people, just shoots her. And, oh, well, he's definitely the bad person. Um, but he's doing it because they won't listen. He's not, you know, hey, guys, we need to fix Krypton right now. It's almost like climate change. Hey, guys, we got to stop mm-hmm. what we're doing. Fix this now. Yeah. If you're not listening to me, I'm going to get shit done. Yeah. I, I think that I like that's that. what makes, like, really compelling villains is when they do terrible things, but the intentions behind them aren't bad. Like, that's a really fascinating idea of, like, but this is he's actually trying to do something good, uh, but he's just going about it all wrong. Like, that's pretty interesting, and I think that that's what he's like. Um, kind of, uh, I was just thinking of another DC villain that gets a, a rep as a villain, and I don't understand why. Uh, poison ivy all she wants to do is help plants and <laughs> why are you why is batman after her <laughs> all she wants to do is make sure the plants grow like let her make the rainforest great and stuff or <laughs> bad no you're bad <laughs> that's true we could use it. her especially nowadays just let her do her thing she's if she's not hurting anyone whatever we need so plants. zod, so- <laughs> zod. Zod. Michael Shannon Zod. Michael Shannon Zod. Wonderful. 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 Um, But I like, okay, so getting back to my original point of something I do not like is, (laughs) is we have this wonderful moment of Zod being like, I want the alien that's on your planet. Give him to me. Um, And Clark's got to make a really heavy decision. Do I come out and uh reveal myself or put myself in the superman position and then reveal myself as superman and my life will change forever or do i let earth feel the ramifications of my secret obviously he chooses the the good situation puts his superman uh garb on and marches himself down to the u.s army and is like hello i am here i am the alien um what i don't like because i like all of those things i like that Zod comes in heavy, he's ready to fuck shit up if he doesn't get what he wants. Um, And then Clark kind of is backed into a corner. He can't just like live his life how he's been. He's gotta make this decision. Um, But what I don't like, it's something that gets me is that we've seen Clark as this kind of like timid, quiet guy who's, who's gotta sort of shun himself from a normal society because of who he is. And then we do get a peek of him as Superman that we know of as Superman. But when he rolls up to the army, he has such confidence. Like he is ready to go. Like he is making jokes. He is owning the room. He is put in handcuffs and he's like, I'm just doing this to calm you guys down. I could break these any moment. Um, And while I like that, it's also a little bit like, wait, how did we get here? Like, how are you so comfortable as Superman right away when like that's the we've only seen kind of the opposite this sense. this might be an issue because of the the timeline i think so i do i think so because like 
yeah, we could have benefited from uh, learning how he was able to just get more comfortable with like, this is who I am. Cool. Maybe it was the flying that just got him his confidence. I mean, that's true. Once like, I flies, feel like once I flew, he's I, just like, you know what? I can do anything. I can literally fly out of here at any what? second. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? Why am I worried about any of these humans? <laughs> oh, and the handcuff moment, I think, is so fun. Yeah. Uh, such a good little detail because they just, it comes off with such ease. They're like, uh, he's like, I'm just doing this for show. And just like casually does it as if nothing is there. And think, and like, what? <laughs> and Show it's them, another, like, dude, an, guys, like, I'm awesome. I'm awesome, and I'm not gonna hurt you. Like, I took yeah. these apart, but I'm not about to try anything. Like, just, just, we're cool. Um, so I do like the uh, the moment overall. I, but there was something in the back of my mind being like, how is he this confident already? Like, didn't you just become Superman not that long ago? And now you're like in it you're like i got this like i don't know that's just something that was very glaring to me and something i didn't I like never, but i you know what i don't ever see that moment as cocky i think it's just uh kind of like well gets confidence and cocky go two different line. things two different things uh, the similar but there's a thin line um there's, but there's a difference okay okay <laughs> I, I I think he's fine. He can be confident and nice and kind. No, he can be, but it's like, how did you get there? Is what my issue is. Is you like, know, you know, during those time jumps, there's some some situations we didn't film. <laughs> we didn't show, but they're there. Just you know what? There. Clark goes to the bathroom, but we can't have you know a three. Or we can't have a thirty year movie every time he had lunch. You know, I would love a scene where he just like. I gotta stop being, I gotta stop one second. I just, I'm hungry. <laughs> I need to go get a sandwich and just give me 15 minutes. We'll be good. Yeah, I mean, he's, he needs to eat, right? What does Superman eat? There's so many good questions. There are so many questions that are just unanswered. We, I mean, we could just make up answers if we want. That's true, yeah. So, like like you said, he got his confidence from flying. I mean, that is, yeah, that would probably Maybe. do it. If you could just he jump and fly. I mean, we don't. I don't know if that's the reason why he's confident, but it could be. It would bring me some comments. Like, I can do, I can do anything. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's what? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you have anything that you want to talk about that you like? Ooh, that I like. Oh, mm-hmm. well, we already talked about what we loved the most is Zod. Well, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Just... Michael Shannon Zod, my favorite. Um, yeah. I, I do think the just the. I think it's like the last hour or last forty minutes, of, just like the destruction of Metropolis mm-hmm. is, insane. I visually pleasing. It just because we've got, uh, oh man, we got so many things happening. So we have the alien ships. One is planted in Metropolis. One is on the other side of the world in India, just vibrating the world and just smashing crater, uh, getting bigger and bigger, just taking out so my so many buildings, so many innocent lives, and just like thinking afterwards, like that's gonna be so expensive so many lives oh my god like this is such a 
destructive force. It's insane how much is destroyed in that ending. Um, I yeah. love seeing um, we have Lawrence Fishburne in this movie as uh, Perry White, uh, the owner, or I guess the boss at the Daily Planet. Planet. Um, I watched Smallville, so I know that it's the Daily Planet. Oh, you watched Smallville? I did. Actually, uh, we he didn't work at the Daily Planet in Smallville, but oh. they talk about it in Smallville. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Clark or Perry? Uh, Clark. Perry's not right. in Smallville, at least in the three seasons I saw. Okay, well, it would, Maybe make, it would make sense because I feel like he's not in Smallville, he's at Metropolis. Right, yes. So, um, I think it was fun bringing Lawrence Fishburne on for like a, a pretty, I don't even, I would, it's a supporting role, but it's very minor to Clark. It has, he almost no relation to Superman at all. Uh, he's a lot of interaction with Lois Lane. Um, and then just a little sidebar, I just really like his moment during the destruction where he does a good kind moment where he, his reporter or his uh, like one of the interns working there is trapped under some rubble and he and someone one other guy works there just is trying to uh, like hoist her out of there with some pry bar and they can't do it and it's about to bring and they just stay with her instead of running for their own lives they're like we're with you to the end and I was like oh that moment people doing good things like just mm -hmm. A lot of hope humanity. in this movie. I will also say too that uh, I liked Lauren, Lawrence Fishburne in this because he has comedic moments and we rarely ever get to see Lawrence Fishburne doing comedy. So like he's got some funny lines and some yeah. funny quips and like that's something very different from him. So I, I do think he stands out and I do like his character um, and I like him a lot too. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of moments where there's just like just nice human beings doing human being nice things and that's just always nice to see it's always refreshing to have hope in humanity i one another thing i like about this movie is lois lane just doing journalism she is just like she gets some information goes to something gets some more information learn and keeps moving and at the same time kind of like um she gets the sense of like who she kind of can track down who this um, alien creature person is uh, and that's how she develops a you know a relationship with uh, Clark you know I yeah. just like the way that she does good reporting to me um, it's way better reporting than our sequel Batman vs Superman yeah but that we'll have to talk on another <laughs> another yeah, that we'll talk about episode. on a whole other episode. This a movie, episode. I I enjoy Amy Adams in this mm -hmm. particular movie. Yeah, um, I watched both of these back to back, and um, yeah, we'll just talk about Man of Steel this time. Yeah, we'll get stay into tuned for stay future tuned. episodes for Batman vs Superman. We will. We have um, thoughts on that. Um, thoughts in this version. I I just like her reporting. One, uh, the the thing I do not like or care about um is her kissing superman yeah i don't think it's earned um uh, disagreeing with whoever had that uh <laughs> review at the beginning that we needed more romance i don't think that from that moment there is not like a romantic moment between them it's just i'm reporting on you 
I know your secret. You helped save me. She got blasted by some uh, robot, you know, surveillance creature, and she almost dies, but he saves her. So there's like a, oh, we're bonded. Like you're, you helped me out. I got your back. Um, yeah. Um, she does fall from a spaceship, and he, you know, Superman catches her before she falls, and then when they land. She kisses him, which uh, I don't think is like earned because I think it's played like it's ro- romantic, which I feel like if it was a kiss for like, oh, thank you, it would be like a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, mouth kissing seems sexual to me. Um, and <laughs> I just didn't seem feel earned or romantic, you know? I yeah. Just... I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that because I, I like this uh, version of Lois or this female this version of a potential love interest because you're right it doesn't start off like that it just starts off as she witnesses something really strange in that like you said she was about to get beamed in the face by an alien thing and he he helps her he helps her out and like he just rips takes his apart. hands and rips it apart and Those like arm guns <laughs> Um, so yeah, like as a journalist, especially seeing that you'd want to be like, wait a minute, what did I just witness? Who are you? What's this about? What's going on? Um, so I like that. Yeah, he's just like a mystery that we need to solve because that was a very strange moment. And like, yeah, while he saved her, it's still like, she she doesn't necessarily look for him like my savior, my prince, I need to find my prince. It's like, who is this person that was able to do this thing? And what's his deal? Um, and then when she learns and finds out, it's m- more so like, yeah, okay, I know your secret. I know who you are. I know what's up. Um, but I just kind of, I want to just write about you. And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, okay, fine, whatever. It's not, it doesn't read to me as like, she's hunting him because she fell in love with him and she needs to know who he is. Yeah. And when she meets him, she falls, like, it's not like that. So you write like when she's more her, curious, like, hey, there's an outer space thing alien Mm -hmm. that could be living on our planet people want to know about this yeah and she's kind of also the way that we like connect the idea of like a human interaction with not only clark but superman as well so like i like that Mm -hmm. she's kind of like our 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 uh key insight into that we see it kind of from her perspective um because yeah she's like the first person outside of his family to know what's up she like the audience we don't know who he is we're we're getting to learn so the audience kind of can view through her eyes the easiest i believe i yeah totally and so yeah you're right like it's it's not very romantic it's more just like two humans well a human and an alien um learning about each other i get that like yeah comics other movies have used you know we even had uh lois and clark you know i get it they Lois eventually, is in Smallville, yeah. They eventually what? <laughs> Lois pops up in Smallville. What? You watch Smallville? That's I watched crazy. Smallville. Yeah, I don't know if you know. It's about Superman as a teenager. What? By Tom Welling. Is that like his Smalling. main love interest in that show? I don't know. I stopped watching. You no, know right we're not here to talk about Smallville. We're talking about Man of Steel. But um, yeah. So we, but like we know, we, we know, know those two are going to end up together. We don't yes. need to see them in this movie together right and if we get a sequel which we did um they can be a couple in that one um you could even give us the opening shot of of the two of them in batman versus superman where 
I mean, that's a yeah, where they he comes home to her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're living together. Cool. I didn't need to see them yeah. become a couple. Yeah. I just know there are a couple. It makes sense because we saw them be friends, get to know each other. It would only make sense that these two attractive people that are both pretty great people ended up together. Sure. I can I can guess. I can guess what happened between. I don't need you to tell me. Right. Yeah. So having him like save her, which like she was in such a position that she's like literally falling and gonna die. Like there, oh, she, she, she needs, needs help. She needs help. Um, and so for him to save her and then she kisses him felt like, okay, so now all of a sudden she's a damsel in distress. Like you're right. Like if someone it, it tweaks it very much to damsel distress, which I was yeah. like, she that's not the lowest we've had the entire movie. Right. So I don't like that vibe. Like you said, it felt it feels very unearned. Like all of a sudden it's like my hero. As opposed to like, oh my God, you saved me. Thank you so much. Like this I just might have been this might have been fan service. Yeah, could have been. I because... think that's one of the big epic moments in some of the other Superman uh you know. Yeah. Just, he catches her. This is not the first or this is not the last time she falls from a great height and has to get saved by him so Mm -mm. she Mm -mm. loves falling she's so clumsy that girl but well well, she's not i i don't think she's clumsy in either of the circumstances in which she falls yeah in our in our man of steel she's in a spaceship uh that is heading towards a bigger ship that is just gonna collide with each other and she uh she falls out or jumps out um i don't i think i don't remember but either way like it, it i only watched continued. this like four days ago i don't remember i don't remember if she jumps or falls but i remember that weird ass kiss so you know there you go that's true um so i also have to say something that just does not work for me is the resolution of this movie or kind of lack thereof um okay (laughs) your thoughts i'm just curious what that means so what that means for me is (laughs) what could it mean is um we see a lot of destruction we see a lot of fight zod is this big bad character and we need to stop him and he is finally stopped because superman just snaps his neck yeah um which when i watch that my thoughts are well why didn't he do that much sooner i don't think he wanted to kill him i think he was trying to reason with him the whole time possibly mm-hmm. okay um, that's an interesting because i don't thought. think i well i don't think clark ever wants to kill anyone i think mm-hmm. killing someone is the absolute last resort i don't even think it's an option for him i don't think he ever thought I'm going to kill Zod. I just have to prevent him from destroying Earth. Uh, once everyone else has kind of been destroyed um, by things that aren't Superman. I don't think Superman ends anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Even any minions. He fights them all, but I think they get blown up in spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um, Zod gives him, you know, this is going to end one of two ways. You die or I die. Those are your two options, buddy. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point that he never really wanted to, and then he had to, so that's why it was so easy for him to do it, because he could have, this whole time, he didn't want to. Um, And that also goes back to the idea that, like, Zad's death 
means that Superman no longer has someone else from his home planet. There's, there's his lineage is gone besides him. There's no one else. Um, so that's pretty heavy. But on top of that, uh, Zod's death and the destruction of Zod's sh ship and just like the loss of uh, Krypton's possible future uh that's really big like that's a that's really big but for me in the end it just feels like very casual and sort of anticlimactic like okay it's done like we got rid of a ship and we killed him and like that's it uh it really isn't like that powerful to me uh and zod does say something to superman like you know if if you die and you do all this like if i'm it like then krypton's done and so that's again the, big deal and it the just codex, didn't feel like it the codex is still around though isn't it it's like in superman it's in superman it's in it's superman. not the key the key is something else right so yes like he he is his people but like at the same time uh that's it like that's all that's left is him but at the, krypton's already gone there is no bringing it i mean what they were what zod's mission was after Krypton's blown up and he can't make Krypton better, is to use those two spaceships to make Earth bigger in mass. Yeah. To turn it into the next Krypton where Kryptonians could live. Right. But that would kill all the humans. Yeah. And that's where Superman is like, you know what? No, I, I can't do this. They got to have a chance, the chance we never had. So, no, and if that means killing Zod, so be it. Like, I that was the choice. That was the only choice he was presented because he wanted to save everyone instead of just the lost race of his people. Yeah, and I do, but I think I don't know. Like that's very heavy that we're dealing with this concept of ex extinction or um, who deserves a second chance if you will <laughs> um hey that's the name of the podcast that's the title um, oh man yeah but like so this very heavy things we're dealing with and those are heavy decisions that superman has to make but again like when it all kind of uh gets to a resolution it just kind of feels like oh well that's how it had to be like, like yeah of course that's dead and destruction whatever I mean, like, Zod was also about to laser eye some civilians yeah and yeah Clark had the strength to just hold his head steady but he what is he going to do that for like infinite amount of years because Zod until Zod's like okay never mind I won't do it zap <laughs> yeah I don't know to, for, for uh, me, so the just... only way to stop Zod is I, you can even see it in like you know Superman's face, like, oh no, he doesn't want to do it. And even afterwards, he screams because like he's just did not want to do that at all. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like there was some something like missed the mark for me where like I didn't feel that like with him for whatever reason. Okay. And it's no one's acting that did that. Again, it could be the nonlinear story. I don't know. You know what I think it is. I think you're just upset because Michael Shannon had to die. That's true. And Probably. I, I didn't want Michael Shannon to go either, but he delivered such a character and so great that, yeah, Zod just has to go. We can't continue with Zod. Although I, I, would watch, I would watch so many Zod movies with Michael Shannon. 
Oh my god, yeah. I would watch just like Zod's day to day. Like, what's up with him? Just like him going about his life. Uh, hold up. I gotta go get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's something that I didn't want Michael Shannon to die, but like at the same time, I don't know. Just didn't do it for me. Just didn't. The ending just kind of felt like, uh, oh, well, we're gonna stop right here for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Gotta get ready for more superheroes. <laughs> a lot more the coming movie at was, you. The movie was how long is that movie? About two. It's a little over two hours, or is it? It doesn't hit the three hour mark. Um, it does not hit the three hour mark, but I think it hits the two and a two half and hour half, mark. It's roughly two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, okay, it's a link. It's it's got some length on it. It does. Um, not I mean, as it much. It had as to it's... end it sometime. It's true. It did have it's, to stop. It's sequel. <laughs> it's sequel, sequel goes on for quite a while. Forever. <laughs> but again, we'll get into that later. Um, so what are your thoughts on the second chance that you gave uh, Man of Steel? Does Man of Steel deserve a second chance with audiences? I think it does. I think it tells a really nice superhero story about a really kind-hearted, you know, person from another world having to adapt to our world um and he's just awesome i like him a lot um yeah i just think the the character of superman is one that's pretty underrated uh i think it's just not as like i i don't know why it just hasn't had a lot of like epic like movies and comic like the like stick with everyone like batman has uh, I think he's like, I don't want to see any second banana to Batman, but he's definitely a Batman's shadow in terms of like superheroes on DC side. But Superman's, I think, needs to be more prevalent. I think there's a lot of Superman stories we haven't seen, at least in the movies, that I think we should. I, I feel like he has a lot of like villains that in his catalog that I want to see. I want to see him deal with those i don't need another lex luther story um he's been in every iteration of superman and those two are not as tight as batman and joker um so let's have superman deal with some other issues yeah i think that that's a really good point and that like we have a whole wealth of shit for superman but unlike yeah batman or uh, spider-man even um we don't get to go deeper with him usually it's usually very like minimum origin and lex luther and that's what well, we I get the big critique is he's just too powerful he can do whatever he wants put him in a situation where he can't or show him doing the more human things yeah i mean i think that uh what was interesting about this movie and like we'll get into this more when we do our bvs episode but like I think that this would have been a very good like first Superman movie um and then if we had a like a like a Captain America situation where we got more Superman movies and then we're able to build on that I think that that then this movie would have been better in my mind um so you know what I'm saying like it would have been a good first movie this was a good first Superman movie is what I'm trying to say Uh, as far as the DCEU that we have gotten so far um i think it's i think it's capped itself 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're in the process of rebooting everything right now. But as far I think this is the best DCE DCEU movie we've gotten. Um, I think it tells a strong story, strong origin story of someone that's extraordinary. Yeah. I would have to agree with you. I think for me, Wonder Woman would be a close second, but the only reason why Man of Steel is above it is because the villain is just Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> That's there's that. If Michael Shannon wasn't the, Wonder yeah, Woman, it'd be it would be a tie. It's yeah, the Zod character is just a more compelling villain than any of the other villains I think we've gotten in our DCEU. Yeah. Um again, because it's kind of one like I half root for him but i don't um like i understand why this guy but man he is just he's not doing this right yes um yeah i i definitely give this one a thumbs up it's something i'll probably keep coming back to every five to ten years um because it's it's a pretty solid movie and it's still visually pleasing to watch i think that's half the thing of movies is it's got to have a great story and great visuals and Mm -hmm. you know that's it it holds up in both of those regards um i agree with you i would say that it is worth giving a second chance but if you're not really into superheroes or if you're not really into superman but you've watched smallville um then i would say that this is a good movie to give a second chance to while you're kind of doing something else so like it's a good like background noise movie it's a good movie to just put on while you're cleaning or folding clothes or writing something whatever it's a good like have it on but you don't need to have been fully engaged with it like I think you can kind of come in and out a little bit it is two and a half hours so I say give it a second chance um if you if you can't find anything else to put on and you are doing some stuff around the house put it on just put it on all right we got a second chance movie we got a second chance movie give it a second chance give it another chance it's not i i still say that like while there's issues that i have with it there's some things that like i don't like about it um i don't think it was as bad as people were originally saying i think people were a little too harsh on it uh like you said, it's still like a very visually engaging movie. It's stunning. Um, it definitely has a darker tone than any Superman movie we've had before. And maybe totally. audiences weren't kind of used to the darker tone, but now they crave it. Yeah. Give us the dark. Give us the rated R. Gimme, yeah. gimme, gimme. I mean, people saw Joker. Yeah, people watch yeah, that movie. People watch that movie for darkness. So yeah, I think that could have been something we weren't used to, like this gritty superhero thing. Um, and especially I think for one that's great. like so, like I don't know. Bubblegum Pop is like you know he's very yeah like Superman. Um, yeah, mid, very Midwest, the dark um, Midwest. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. Shit is gritty there. I will tell you that. Oh well. Cool. Let's get that movie going. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, we both we both say give Man of Steel second chance. Uh why not? It's yeah, if you like yeah. to see movies. Why especially. not? What why are you not? doing? Yeah, we're all we should be all at home. So like just watch it. You know? If you're listening to this in the pandemic, definitely watch it. What are you doing with your time? Yeah, of what course. else are you doing? Yeah, just stay home. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay safe. 
stay super. Stay super. Second chance.